Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hi guys, welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. I'm so excited to share with you the conversation that I had with my friend Brian Dixon. Um, Brian has just recently uh, come out with a book called Start With Your People and that is exactly what he does every day. He starts with the people in his life, encouraging them, and he considers himself an encourager of encouragers. I first connected with Brian over at Hope Writers, which is an online writing community he helped co-found, and I hope that you enjoy the conversation I had with Brian as much as I enjoyed having it. So take a listen. I am so excited to have Dr. Brian Dixon uh, on the show. He does not refer to himself as a doctor, but um, anytime <laughs> I know someone who has a PhD, I love, I love calling him doctor. So um, thank you for being on Ready to Thrive podcast. Absolutely. I am so honored to be here, Jacqueline. Thanks so much for having me. Now, some fun facts about you and I, things we share in common. We uh, are both from Canada. That's right. And uh, we both are trained as teachers. Amazing. Which I think is actually pretty fun. So um, you are not a teacher anymore, though. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about yourself. You know, I I still consider myself a teacher. Um, I would say, I mean, just just to be really candid, because that's about the only mode I know, is I was getting increasingly frustrated trying to teach people that didn't want to learn, hmm. you know, and, and unfortunately, right. Unfortunately, like, so I was in K-12 education for 14 years, first as a, a classroom teacher for seven and then a school administrator. And, and in the States we have, um, we have really uh, poor failing schools all across the country. And so a solution to that, which isn't a, was, isn't a great solution, but a solution is called charter schools where essentially it's, it's basically like if the, if the local school, school district is not doing a good job, then you can propose to start your own school and get like board, like get your own board and your own mandate. And then you're allowed to create a school basically to compete with the local school, the, the, the public school. It's a very different system than Canada. And, um, and so I, my last job in education, I started one of those schools, a charter school in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And that was like kind of my last shot to like, really try to educate, change educa- education from the inside out. And even then, it was so frustrating, you know? And so as I, as I became an author and as I would continue to speak at conferences, I just, I realized it's so much more fun and life-giving to teach people that want to learn, you know? And I, I know this is a Christian podcast, so just think about like Christ's attitude about people that didn't want to learn, you know? He just sort of said, you know what? They're going to go away. Like they're just... Some are going to stay and some are going to go. And, and he kind of had this, like, it's surprising that the savior had an attitude of like, you know, I don't even know if it's okay for me to say Christ had an attitude, you know, but if you think about it, like there were, he said some hard things and then 5,000 people walked away from him and he's like, right. are you still, are you going to leave me too? So, so in this, not in the same way, but, but, you know, obviously in a very different way, I feel like I just want to teach people who want to learn and I want to share what I'm really passionate about. And if it encourages people, Hey, let's do it. Well, I definitely think I can 
deeply resonate with that, especially yes. as we are nearing the end of the school year here. Right. I totally get that. Um, you know, one of the reasons I am so excited to have you on this podcast is because mm -hmm. I really enjoyed listening to your or watching your Insta stories and ways in which you thrive in your own life. Mm -hmm. And I want to touch on one that happened just the other day. Oh, fun. Uh, where you drilled into the wall <laughs> of your <laughs> garage. And here's what, I, here's what I love. I know that that would not have been a great moment for you. Uh -huh. um, as you, I'm guessing water went everywhere. You're ripping up the floor in your brand new house. Yep. But what I loved is that as you got on this Insta story, you were sharing about, Hey, here's what I learned. Here's what yep. I'm going to go do moving forward. And you didn't just sit in that. And I'm sure in the moment it was like, Oh, this is, this is painful. Uh, but can you just tell me a little bit about your process from yes. when things like that happen in your life? Yes. How do you not get stuck there? Oh, that's so good. There are two books that have completely changed my philosophy about when bad things happen. Um, actually, three. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go deep. I'm gonna go three. Okay. So the first, the first one is by Larry Crabb, and it's called Shattered Dreams. And I, I, I read that book. You know, I don't know. Twenty. I've been married seventeen years. So this was maybe three years before I met my wife, broke up with a girl. You know, and I read this book called Shattered Dreams. And my van broke up my van broke down and a girl broke up with me. Like it was like a hard three months, you know? Yeah. And so that book basically showed me like, there is, there is a solution in the problem. Like there is, there is joy in the struggle and it kind of changed my perspective. And to, to ask the question, what is God teaching me in this moment? So, so it goes all the way back 20 years to that book. But in the last two or three years, there's a, a book I discovered called The Obstacle is the Way by a guy named Ryan Holiday. And it goes back to like Roman philosophy. And essentially the idea there is when something is an impediment to action, when something gets in our way, it's actually the new way. And, the, and, and I know that sounds like really like way ahead in the clouds right now, but, but the idea is instead of running away from the thing that's challenging, how can I allow it to challenge me? And how can I, how can I what can I learn from it? How can I be fully present? You know, what can I teach my kids who are like little sponges watching me all day long? And so literally, Jacqueline, I laughed. Like I had no ill will and no, no problem. I drilled right through the water pipe, our brand new home, like you mentioned, it flooded the basement. We have to rip up our bathroom. And I kind of laughed about it, not naively laughing, but just going, you know what? The obstacle is the way, like this is gonna be fun. Like every, every new solution comes from a previous challenge. And then there's another book, third one, um, called Loving What Is and, uh, by Byron Katie. And, and the idea uh, that, that Byron shares in that book is basically, and it's really about relationships. So I, I learned to stop trying to change people and just to embrace people for who they are. And if they're not ready to move forward or if they're upset about something, a lot of times there's nothing we can really do. And we put all these expectations on people. So take those three books together. Shattered Dreams is... Uh, what am I learning through this struggle? Obstacle is the way is, is what's the opportunity in this struggle? Or my friend uh, and mentor, Dan Miller says, uh, what does this make possible? And then loving what is, is embracing reality. The reality is I drilled through the water pipe and there's water everywhere. That's reality. So what's the opportunity? The opportunity is let's, let's meet a new neighbor. Let's, let's post in the Facebook group in our little community and say, who has the solution? Somebody had a solution. I called them up. 20 minutes later, the aqua dry guy was here. 
Dan and he's fixing it. Dan ripped up the floor. I just, I had to write him a check, but now we've made a new relationship with Dan. And now Julie has an opportunity, my wife has an opportunity to upgrade the bathroom. So it's like everybody wins. Now it hurt, you know, it's a thousand dollar insurance um, deductible. But literally that same morning, God in his providence, because that's all, that's what I think it is, showed me a glimpse of grace and I sold two coaching packages, which I charged a thousand dollars for my coaching. So made the money back, you know, in, in the same amount of time it took me to, to drill the, the hole in the wall. So I don't know. I kind of look at it like, let me shine my light. Let me try to be an example to my kids. Let me have an opportunity with Dan who had never been to our home before the state farm guy who had never been to our home before Dan's team who had never been to our home before. And look at, if this is the way that they learn what, it, you know, from a business owner who loves Jesus, like blessings, that's amazing. You know, I have to look at it that way. Well, I love that. Cause I feel like you are, you're not letting yourself get stuck in it. That's right. And you're also not wasting any energy in the worry or yeah. the stress. And that's where I think we can also get caught up wasting totally. so much energy in the, in the, what do I do now? So, That's you know, right. you have that initial, okay, this isn't ideal, but how do I kind of move forward? And I really think that that takes some practice and some, some habits oh. of realizing oh, yeah. over the years. Um, and I want to know what other, what other habits do you um, have as part of your regular life, yeah. things that you do that really help you kind of maintain that balance level of thriving in your very busy life with you three kids. Is that right? Yes. yes three. Right? Your kids, yes. you're busy. How do you mm-hmm. kind of maintain? These are the things that Brian can do to yep. stay in a great place. Okay, so a couple of things. If you're a parent, you need some alone time, and it is hard to find alone time. But I learned this from John Acuff about 15 years ago. John says, "Be selfish at 5 a.m." And the reality is, if I wake up at the same time as my daughter, who's our early bird, if I wake up and she's poking my face, you know, to wake daddy up my day is, it's, it's a wreck. You know, I'm just bummed out because I didn't have alone time. I didn't have time with God. I didn't have time to plan my day. I didn't have time to rest and reflect and write. And so I have to wake up an hour before the kids, which means I have to go to bed an hour earlier. So instead of that third episode of the office, let's just do two, you know, and then wake up earlier. And so when I'm awake, um, this happened this morning. So I woke up at five ten this morning and then Emmeline, my, my daughter, came down at about 6.20. So I had an hour and 10 minutes at the kitchen table. I was working on scripts because we did a video shoot today. And when she came down, I was so excited to see her. So she saw daddy with a smile in his eyes, right? And ready to greet her. But if I had slept in, it only hurts me. So, so that's number one is an hour before the kids. I just really believe. Now, yeah, go ahead. I, I just want to pause you there because I think what would you say? Cause I am a firm believer of this as well, but I also was a, um, self-reclaimed night owl for most of my life. That's right. What would you say to that person who says, Oh, but I need, I need my sleep and it's more valuable. What would you say to that person? Yeah. Just, you know, I call it the, the one hour great exchange, you know, just shift, just shift an hour. So I would rather have an hour in the morning to, to, uh, to get the, the rudder of the day, to set the direction for my day, then an hour at night, that's like a, it's like a bonus hour. It's like that hour of winding down and watching that third episode of, on Netflix. Like the value in that, let's just call it a 10, okay? The value of that one hour is yes, I rest. Yes, I, you know, I just kind of veg out a little bit, but the hour, the value of the hour in the morning is 100, 
it's just 10 times more valuable. And I know for myself, um, at night, I'm way more prone to like, go, go have more ice cream or, you know, another glass of wine or whatever it is to watch a show. I probably, you know, isn't necessarily building me up spiritually or, you know, or improving my relationships to, to scroll through Instagram and be jealous of other people's accomplishments. Like there's no value in that hour. So just looking at that, hour and going, yes, of course I need seven hours just like everybody else, or, you know, four or eight or 12 or how many hours you need to sleep, but just do a shift. Just take that last hour and pop it on the beginning of the first hour. Uh, I, I think you might need a little less sleep, you know, but, um, but I'm not saying sacrifice sleep. I'm saying shift your, your sleep. I, I like that perspective and I like the value added to it. I think yeah. that's huge. All right. Sure. So what's your, what's your next habit or tip? Yeah. I mean, it's basic, you know, nutrition and, and fitness. Like you just have to, right. You've got to start your day. Um, I've actually been doing uh, the intermittent fasting thing where I only have eight hours of the day that I eat. So I try to postpone my eating till about 11 o'clock in the morning. I used to be a breakfast guy. Um, but it, it's actually great. Like it took me about three days to get used to it, which was not that bad. And so my first meal of the day is lunch, uh, which I usually have at about 1130. Uh, and that's, that's kind of shifted uh, for me. And then having some sort of a workout. I know if I don't, if I don't work out uh, within about a 36 hour window, I just get start really grumpy. I, I was in this big car accident in college and, and I have a broken hip and, and some just residual issues from the inflexibility of having metal in my body through like my bones being all tied together. And so for me, it's about flexibility. So if I don't go for a run, that's my preferred workout. If I don't go for a run every day and a half or so, I can feel it. Like Julie can feel it, you know, like she's so intuitive to like my attitude. And she's like, just go for a run. And I go for a run. I listen to my favorite music. I blast it loud, you know, and it is, it just changes my whole perspective. So gratitude often comes as a result of, of working out for me, which was earned. I did not, I did not wake up and go, I need to run now. Like it, it, I had to, I had to grow into the joy of that. Um, But that's a really big one. Um, And then, I think uh, probably social connection. Like I'm, my, my love language is words of affirmation. And so hearing uh, good things like uh, working with a coaching client and then getting a, you know, a testimonial or like, Hey Brian, that really helped me, you know, things like that pump me up because I get so, I can get so discouraged in my own head. Uh, so I have a brag drawer. So I have a, you know, a, a file system of, of all my drawers and my top drawer is just filled with, thank you notes and, and um, you know, emails that I got over the years of just nice things people have said. And so when I'm really starting to feel down, um, then I'll just, I'll just go through there. And I, I can't get more than two or three notes in without going, okay, now it's time. Now it's time to go shoot a video because I'm pumped up. So those three things, uh, let's do it one more time. So getting that, shifting that hour of sleep, uh, nutrition and fitness, and then, and then remembering your wins, like, like taking those wins that you've had and, uh, and putting them in a, in a brag drawer so that you can take a look at them when you're feeling down. Those three, that'll change your life right there. Well, I love that last one. I'm definitely familiar with the first two, but I yeah. like the idea of finding something that is going to motivate you from yes. the inside out. And especially, right. I think there's probably going to be a lot of moms right. listening to this. And it. it's really easy for moms just to think about the things they could have done differently or their Absolutely. losses. But yes. having a space or something that we can create and cultivate where we can say, Hey, this is what I did. Well, this is what I'm doing. But I actually often have that where I go to bed and I just say, you're a great mom. You did a great job today. And I know there's things I could have done differently, but trying to really kind of, you know, pour back into myself, even who I want to be. Yeah. uh, Which I think is huge. So you kind of 
Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, I've got a challenge for you guys real quick listening. Okay. So go, when you go to TJ Maxx or home goods or target, wherever you like to get your stuff, buy a Those little journal, you know, American stores, but we'll do the Canadian American, version. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, what do you, <laughs> you have the Bay, well, right? Yeah. Totally. Okay. Go, go to Hudson Bay company and buy, buy your journal or Zellers. What, what do they have up there in Canada? I'm trying oh, to it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Canadian tire, uh, go to Canadian tire. Sure. Yep. Totally. <laughs> Get a journal, $8, $12 in Canada. It's probably $26 journal. And every day for a month, every day, just at the end of the day, you write one thing that you just rocked today. You just did a great job. You broke up that fight with the kids. You made cookies for the new neighbor. You said hello to the mailman. Like something good that you did and do that for 30 days. And then you'll have something that you can read back and go, oh yeah, I am a good mom. You know, and in the same way for your for marriages, if your marriage is really struggling, you know, do that. I did, I did that for Julie when right before our second child was born, we, you know, we were kind of in a funk. And, uh, when I'd go to the office, um, I park in the parking lot and right before I went into the office, I took a, the, this journal, I called it a gratitude journal. I took it out of the, the glove box, right? The glove compartment box there in, in the car. And I'd write just a quick couple sentences about why Julie's amazing. Like, you're just doing a great job with this pregnancy and, and thanks for, you know, all, and every day, just a habit every day for 30 days. And then I gave her the journal and it. it's really powerful. So for yourself or for somebody else in your life who's a little discouraged, just remembering, you know, in the Bible, it's the, um, anytime the Israelites like won a major battle or God showed up in a big way, they made a monument and we don't mon you know, we don't do that in our culture anymore. So it's my favorite. It's the, um, the 12 stones monument, the idea that like once they crossed the red sea, they stopped and they made a monument. And I think we need monuments in our life to look back on God's faithfulness. So, um, there you go. Just a couple tips there. I love that. Well, I love that that's being so intentional, mm -hmm. but I also like that you anchored it to, yeah driving in. And I think that's, that's key is having an anchor of, I'll do this at this time. So yes. I remember to do that. So that's really good. Yeah. Put it by your toothbrush um, and then you, you know, you can't brush your teeth until you write in your journal, you know, something that would feel weird. That's how you build a habit. You put it in a place where it would feel weird to not do it. Like maybe you literally put it on the, the, the faucet for the shower and you can't even start the faucet until you move the journal. Well, if you're picking up the journal, you might as well write in it real quick. And then you take your shower. It adds 30 seconds to your day, but you're in the habit of doing it every day. Yeah. I love that. Um, one last question I really want to ask you about before we, before I ask you about your book, Sweet. Um, I want to ask you, how do you, um, how do you stop working yeah. and connect with your family? Cause yeah. that's such a hard thing to do these days, especially as we're working from our phones and our computers. Um, how do you make that choice in that time? How does that work for you? Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah. I just had to have uh, hard stops. It's just like a game, you know, like, like I'm thinking Canada, I'm thinking hockey now, like you've got your three periods. And when the period's over, it is over. Like the game is over. You've got to, especially if you work for yourself or your mom, like your job is 24 seven, right? So you've got to have these built in times to say work is done right now. So, you know, for me, generally, unless I'm doing an awesome interview like this, it's five o'clock, five o'clock Eastern, it's done, you know, and whatever it was, even if I'm in the middle of an email, that email, that email is going to continue tomorrow morning, 8.30. So I've really um, clear boundaries. 8.30 in the morning is when work starts and five o'clock in the afternoon is work, when work ends. And as an entrepreneur who's, you know, I've done pretty well in the last few years, I don't have to work that long. I could have a shorter day, but I really want to do the best with what I've had to be a good steward of my time, which means shut 
putting it on, like turning it on and really going hard all day. Uh, but then when the day is over to be fully present. Uh, and so, you know, our youngest is three right now. So 501, I'm coming to find him and we are tickling. And, and I'm not taking up my phone, you know, while we're tickling. Like that's just tickle monster turns on at five o'clock, you know? And then basically from five o'clock all the way till, till, um, till bedtime, it's really hard to sneak a few minutes here and there to catch up on a Voxer message or a, a Facebook message. I just, I feel like I'm double, what do they say? Double-minded man is, is unstable in all his ways. And I think in the same way, a double focused person, someone who's like trying to post on Instagram while also being present with the kids, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Totally. Well, that's so good. And I know your book is coming out September 10th. Yes. And it talks about that. It talks about this idea of starting with your people. Yep. I'd love just to hear a little snapshot of what that book is about and what we can expect from it. Yeah, well, think about it, right? We, when, we, when we evaluate success, when we think about you know, being successful, uh, often we think about external things like, um, like making a profit, you know, doing well financially or having freedom, you know, having location freedom or having freedom to travel. Uh, but the reality is, is every day we, we look into many sets of eyes, right? We look ourselves in the mirror, we look at those little faces following us around all day. We look in, into the eyes of our spouse or even into the eyes of a coaching client or our boss or, you know, somebody that we're working with. And, and the question that I have is, if we're, not, if we're not putting people first, then what's the point of all of this? You know, I've worked with some pretty successful people who are pretty miserable. <laughs> and I just realized I don't, I don't want to be like that. So, um, you know, it started, the, the, the story of the book started with doing a 360 assessment where we said, um, my, a coach and I, uh, you know, we, we sent out this anonymous survey to people all within my life, 365, 60 degrees around my life. So clients and friends and family and, you know, people at my church and people I used to work with and just asking for their feedback. You know, what, what's Brian awesome at? Where's Brian really not doing a great job right now? And if you could say anything, what would you say? All anonymous. So you fill out the form, but you never had to say who you were. And, um, and there were several that said, Brian often puts projects over people. And, and what they say, when you go to work for yourself, you know, your, your boss is insane. You know, it's like I was working for myself and yet the life I had chosen was, was hard driving entrepreneur, but kind of stepping over people to be successful. And when we step over to people to be successful, the success rings hollow because nobody's there to celebrate it with us. And that wasn't the person I saw the train coming down the track and it wasn't the person I wanted to be. And, and so it's the daily decision, right? Start with your people, the daily decision that changes everything. So every day, if you were to start your day saying, I know who I am and I know who I'm for, I know why I'm here because I'm here to start with my people. I'm here to serve my people well, which begins at home. It, it changes the way you see things. It changes the way you end your work day. It changes what clients you say yes to. It, it changes, you know, uh, how many sports your kids sign up for. It changes what you do with your money. Like it, li it changes your fitness routine. It changes everything in your life when you start with your people. I'm so excited about that. I feel like, um, the message you have given as we've just talked a little bit about mm -hmm. your life is yeah. very much that it's that idea of I'm, I'm getting up in the morning, yeah. I'm being intentional and I'm doing all these things, um, connecting with the people around me. So I love that you 
have written a book about this message, but you're also living it out, which I think always has the most power. So I'm, I'm excited to read it. Thank you so much. Yeah, a lot of blood, sweat and tears went into it. You know, because I, I think that, you know, our, where they say your, your mess is your message. So the fact that I wasn't great, for example, like I, I talk in the book about the different, different guys I've been friends with and, and uh, how many people have lost their job without telling their wife? How many people have quit their job without telling their wife? I have two friends that bought a home without telling their wife. Like, I just, I, we all have this like wanting to hide. It's, it's like the original sin, right? You go back and like, you know, where are you, right? That's what God's asking us. Where are you? And when we get married and we're now one with someone and we still try to hide. So we've got, by starting with our people, it means being honest. It means being open. It means learning their love language, learning what their strengths are, including them in our dreams. You know, one of the things I talk about in the book, there's a whole chapter on your spouse. Your spouse is not the enemy of your dreams. You know, in our writing community, Hope Writers, we've been doing it for almost four years now. And one question we kept getting is, how how do I tell my husband that I want to be a writer? I mean, I never would have thought that would be even a question that anybody would ask us. So what we learned is we actually had Emily, one of our co-founders, make a video saying, if your husband, because mostly a female community, if your husband doesn't believe in your writing dreams, watch this video, get him to watch this video. Like that's the soul work, right? That's like the powerful mm-hmm. truth is that your, your, your spouse is not your kryptonite. She or he can be your superpower because I really do believe God has given Julie wisdom and insight and wisdom that, uh, that I don't have. And the only way for me to get it is to go to her, right? She's going to God and I'm going to her and I'm going to God and she's coming to me. Like that's what the relationship looks like. It has right. to look that way. Otherwise, you know, I'm making huge mistakes without including her. And that's a lesson I've had to learn over and over again in our 17 years of marriage. Well, I love even just that image. I often say that, um, especially if, if my husband and I are in the middle of a fight, you're not the enemy, right? Yeah. And, and often we get in that. And as soon as I make that realization, I go, oh, well, now we can, we can solve this problem, that's good. right? Because we can solve it together. That's right. Um, not together. So that's so huge. Love well, it. Brian, where can we um, find you? How can we support you? Absolutely. Thank you, Jacqueline, for, for asking it. And, and guys, listen, I really believe wherever you are in your life, you have a message to share and an audience to serve. And that message might be, you can figure out this math problem. And that audience might be, you know, your seven-year-olds. But whoever that audience is, whatever that message is, it really does matter. The hard work that you're doing right now is, is eternal work. Like it matters. So if that resonates with you, yeah, of course, I'd love you to pick up a copy of the book. It's available on Amazon. Start with your people. Uh, we have bonuses at startwithyourpeople.com. Uh, and then, you know, if you ever want to chat, um, briandixon.com. Just go to, go to my website. There's a lot of ways to work with me, whether it's a podcast interview or personal coaching. You know, I, I'm, I'm an encourager of the encouragers. So if that's your role is to help encourage other people, I want to let you know, don't give up. You're not alone and it matters. And sometimes we need other people's courage. And that's my mission is to infuse some of my courage into you to help you move forward to serve your people well. 
Absolutely. Well, I have definitely found that to be true of myself. And so thank you for encouraging me as I encourage others. And thank you so much for being on this podcast today. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. I really am so encouraged knowing how many of you are being encouraged by this message. And if you have found it helpful, would you mind just sharing it with a friend, leaving five stars or even a review wherever you listen to po- podcasts, podcasts, keeping it super professional. Um, if you want to connect more with me, head over to Instagram where I'm at Jacqueline.Widener. Or if you want some free resources, head over to my website at JacquelineWidener.com. This has been an Extend Network production.